0: Welcome to Paintbrush and Ivories, the podcast for artists and curious creatives that connects creativity with the heart and soul. I'm Michelle Walker, and I'm here with my creative soul sister, Jennifer Ruth Russell. Hey, Jen. Hi. <laughs> Good
1: to see you again. I'm seeing you, but everyone else is hearing your beautiful voice. I'm so grateful to be
0: here. And I'm I'm really excited to be here because we we're talking about something that I think is dear to both our hearts, and that's creating in community. So off the top of your head, what does that concept mean to you, Jen? You know,
1: it means play time. It it To me, community means let's come together and do something that's fun for all of us. And when we're doing art or we're doing music, it's that delicious, juicy part of life, you know, so to me, uh, community just makes it a lot more fun.
0: Mm-hmm. How about you? This topic kind of emerged from our monthly get together with Spirit Art School, which you host, and I occasionally teach in. And today I was a student, and I was just reminded about just the joy of being in a shared space. And that particular one's on Zoom. So we're in a virtual space. And we did have a teacher, a leader led us through a beautiful class. And I think that, you know, even if we're just all getting together to chat and create, there is an incredible energy that we can get and a recharge of the batteries that can happen when we're creating in community. And I think for me, this is a really broad topic and there's lots of different ways that I create in community as I think of it. You know, there's formal ways and there's informal ways. So I was curious about your story from a musician's point of view, Jen. You know, how do you think of creating in community when you're thinking about singing and songwriting and performing? Mm. Well, I have to say that ever since I
1: started writing songs, it has been for a community, which is a little bit different than coming together, like we'd say, yeah. in a band situation, where everybody's coming together to, to collaborate and, you know, let's, let's try this, let's try that. and But we're also creating for something, right? For a performance. So it might be a little different than, than the
0: visual arts, Maybe not. What do you think? Well, I I think there is some overlap. And when I think about just getting together, so your version of a jam session where there's no real output, it's just the joy of playing, I had those informal art gatherings with my creative friends and I've got a couple of different groups of creative friends and we get together semi-regularly. And it really is a time and a place to talk about art, to talk about our own art, what's interesting us, what's kind of what we might be struggling with and getting input from those other creative minds to help improve or help see a way forward. If I'm stuck, you know, that informal creating in community is beautiful. And I I loved what you said just before we hopped on, which is community hones us. And I think of that very much within those informal circles because I'm very present in a way that maybe I'm not in other circumstances because these people, these women, I trust with my creative vulnerability. You know, I can talk about Mm. what is not working or how I'm feeling stuck or at the same time as what's inspiring me and and what do I feel like I'm really nailing and, you know, kind of lifting me up. So there's all of that flavour. So that informal process I think of as you guys getting together and having a jam. But there's also the, you know, your members of a band for a performance in a way is like a joint exhibition where I'm collaborating with another artist or another couple of artists and we're putting a work together that's going to be on show to an audience. So in a way we definitely have a goal and a very specific purpose and can I just say, I've had all sorts of different experiences in that context of creating in community. That sort of collaborative experience has been both delightful and easy and I've also had, you know, an experience that was quite negative and mm-hmm. almost, well, I say almost, it did destroy a friendship, which made me extremely sad. And there was so much that I was unaware of going into that kind of creating in a community that I hadn't really pre-thought and I think that that's a really interesting thing when we start to talk about formal collaborations like that.
1: You hit the nail on the head because when you are coming together to create with someone else if everyone isn't feeling secure in their artistry it's going to bring up a lot of the ego issues right which we always have to deal with not always I think we're getting less and less that way maybe it's just because of my age. (laughs) But I know as a young songwriter, I felt very insecure about taking my ideas into a group. Even to this day, I write my songs alone. Mm -hmm. And when they're at a certain place, I'm ready to share them. Even with my beloved producer husband, I know that I need to get a song to a certain place before I'm ready to share it because it's in the incubation period. It's in that preciousness of just being formed. And I really don't want anyone else's opinion about it. And now, too, I am at that place where like, oh, yeah, let's just throw it against the wall and see what's what'll happen. You know, like it's not as personal to me. Maybe that's the best kind of word to use. Mm. I remember when I was I had been writing songs and I was starting to work in the schools and I, I had one other divine idea like you need to start a choir in this community of kids, and I did that. And I, that was such a community teacher for me. I feel like that was the first time I really came, if you wanna say, into community with music, dealing with all the families, the kids. There were like 65 kids in this choir from all over this area. And I had to learn really quickly how to lead a community. That's a whole different thing, but it really taught me a lot about what people need in community. Mm. You know, that it was, it was, it was so different for me, but I felt it was really a teacher for me.
0: So what were some of the lessons that emerged from that experience, Jen?
1: <laughs> I immediately go to this little kid who was having a hard time being in community because he didn't feel loved, right? If you don't feel loved, you have a hard time being in community. And he would, he would stop on people's feet, you know, because we would do motions with song, uh, songs, and all of a sudden he'd pick up his foot and just squash the kid next to him on their top of the foot, you know. And so I had to learn, like, how to set boundaries, give him a time out. And there was a time that I said to his dad, I said, I don't think that your son is able to be in this community. You know, I really think I need to ask you to leave. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, well, a community has to deal with all of its members. And I don't think there's anybody in this group that needs this group more than my son. And what you're singing Mm -hmm. about, because we were singing about all the virtues, right? Compassion, (laughs) kindness, unity. (laughs) And he said, my son needs what's here. And he talked me into it and I kept that kid. I kept that kid and I felt like, you know, having somebody like that in a community situation when you're doing music, We learned how to really embrace him. He became one of us. Mm. He wasn't ever easy to get along with, but everybody was okay with him being there and accepted him. So that's what, that's the story that comes up to share when Mm. you ask me that question.
0: (laughs) Mm. Acceptance, what a beautiful thing. Yeah. I think that sometimes we've got our own stuff that we, I guess, hide from or isn't so present when we're just working alone. And we are called on occasion to create in community formally as part of our artistry. And there is often an opportunity for us to understand ourselves better and be more of who we want to be, which is, you know, more love, more compassion, more acceptance, more tolerance, more generosity. And that can be A difficult lesson when it turns up. Can I just say it can be a challenge? You know, (laughs) I do tell, do tell. (laughs) I notice that sometimes I can feel like I want to be right. You know, that's the thing that I, if I feel like I'm in my wheelhouse, I'm doing something that I know a bit about, and I know how you know how to get it done. And in an efficient way, I can get caught out by then I'll, you know, be more invested in being right rather than being collaborative. And I need to really watch that in myself. And also I don't feel like I've got the perfectionism thing running as much as I used to have, Mm. but I am conscious that there are times when it just pops up and I can feel myself just going from flexible and communicative To something other than that, (laughs) something a lot more, maybe shut down or maybe even, you know, protective or competitive, and that's something that we talked about. You know, how do you be in community in a collaborative, generous space when sometimes we're being asked or it's being suggested to us that being competitive is the way to get ahead, being competitive is the way to make a name for ourselves, or whatever the relevant idea is. What do you think about competitive versus collaborative?
1: Oh, wow. I think that if you come into a community and you're trying to prove yourself, you're going to be more competitive. (laughs) If you're coming in to just share, you're going to be more in that place of communion, which I think is the same root word, right? As community, of let's share together. But as soon as you put it into that competitive thing, egos start to get really spiky.
0: <laughs> spiky is a great <laughs> word. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I get it. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, am I going to have as much recognition? Or, you know, mm-hmm. it, it comes up that you want to make sure you get your due. Uh, and it, it really throws everything into a weird a weird space. To me, what I found is that if you have a clear agreement beforehand, it helps a lot we are going to write this song, I'm going to write the music, and you're going to write the words. That's really clear, right? That's very clear. And I came together with this beautiful man who's now on the on the other side, and of course, he's listening to this conversation. <laughs> and he had these beautiful words and he wanted me to write a song about it. And I wrote a song and he wasn't happy with it. And so I tried to fix it and change it for him and it was never he was never happy with it and i just had to let it be because i really was at the end of my creative stuff about it
0: yeah, yeah.
1: and the beautiful thing that happened is when he passed his partner asked me to sing that song at his memorial and it was very special and yeah. it is still i think a very special song but sometimes people just aren't going to be happy
0: <laughs> with what you do <laughs> No, and I, you know, I understand the concept absolutely of setting boundaries and organising who's going to do what. And I think that that is good in theory and it just, when things unravel is when there is a different worldview or people actually haven't thought through everything or you haven't even experienced what there is to know to talk about in advance. And that was certainly my experience, one of my earlier exhibition collaborations that I said didn't end well was because things came up that I never even conceived of. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, I really value communication, there was a whole kind of breakdown of connection and affinity towards each other as people and as practising artists that really affected that friendship. And, we, you know, we got through the exhibition, but it, it was because things arose that I wasn't even prepared or expecting or in any way uh, thinking that we would be dealing with that stuff. And and it was more, it was less, it was a bit about the art, but it was more about personal stuff that got in the middle. And so you don't always expect a friendship that's pretty strong to suddenly unravel. And I think that that unexpectedness is, that's really when we're called to dig deep. And looking back, that situation happened 15 years ago, Would I do something differently? Yeah, possibly. Not even necessarily knowing what was coming, but would I have dealt with it differently? And I think that that's about the growth of, you know, my tolerance and perhaps being a bit older and not quite so, maybe not quite so reactive. I think that's one of the things that's come with age for me um, is just not necessarily being so reactive. And I, you know, I think that this is one of the things that, there is a bit of a mystery slash myth about artists being these isolated hermits that just produce work and <laughs> bring it out into the world and, and show it, exhibit it, perform it, whatever it is. And I'm not sure that that is. You know, my, my experience is that I need a bit of both. I definitely want mm-hmm. a bit of balance. And if I feel if I've been spending too much time in my studio, I really can crave an art day with my girlfriends or vice versa, if I had too many outings, I can just really, really crave a whole string of days where I don't necessarily interact, and I've got quiet time. I need to do more quiet thinking these days. Mm -hmm.
1: I love what you just shared. Uh, I think that community not only hones our skills, but hones our ability to be with each other. Mm -hmm. And at going deep into wow, what am I holding on to here that is really not serving this beautiful thing that we're doing together? But you know what? I have to say this out loud. It takes a lot of courage to be in community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not for everyone. Or I, I, maybe I should say, everyone needs to find their own way in community. I know musicians that have chosen not to play with any other musicians. And you can hear it in their playing. There's no chipping off of the edges that happens as the diamond rolls, you know, in the, in the Turner. It, it's like the first thing that you notice is time, the sense of timing, which is really important when you're playing in a band. You got to be in time. You got to be with the groove. And also that feel, there's a feel that happens with music that it's so collaborative. You know, you have to like give and take and be in the groove that we're all working in and I have someone really close to me that refuses to come into community around music and every once in a while we'll just say come on you just got to play with us just just for that kind of fun experience and you can feel his tension Mm -hmm. and then after a while he'll kind of relax and and he'll just play because we love him so much we just keep saying come on let's play together (laughs) but he really hasn't gotten to that place, and maybe he never will, where he really wants to come and play with others uh, because it's, it's safe when you're playing by yourself. There's no one there to say, hey, those eighth notes need to be right there in the center. It's not before or after. you got to come right, you know. I remember when Michael first said that to me when we were first playing. I was like, ah, don't really know what to do. You know? Spike. <laughs> I know, but I'm so glad he did say that because it made me really conscious of, wow, I need to get my time together. So, yeah, I think it takes a lot of courage. Mm. And if you are an introvert or someone that is not very outgoing, I think it's important to keep coming into community on your terms. Yeah. You know, what works for you.
0: And it can be about frequency or it could be about setting and who can't it so that's that's a really important thing for us to know so I feel like there's lots of different ways that I dance into community and then I dance back out again and Mm -hmm. part of part of my response when I was in when we first went into lockdown was to do Saturday afternoon play sessions with whoever wanted to jump on a Zoom call, and we just got online and chatted and and painted or stitched or did whatever, whatever project people wanted to do, they just brought it along. And it was just that connection. And so that had a very, very specific time and space kind of thing. And we haven't done it since. Mm. We did it in the first year of COVID and then it wasn't needed again. And I think that's also the case that sometimes these settings for us creating and community changes, changes with the season of us or the season of what we're living through and that that's all good as well. Nothing has to be permanent. Nothing has to be fixed in place. And if we're attuned to that and we know our own needs and our own rhythms, then that's really an important part of being a creative that we can because it's so nourishing when it is positive and, you know, everything's set up right and it's the right frequency for you. It's such an incredible thing um, to be able to spend a day or spend an hour playing, creating, making music, talking about art, whatever it is.
1: You know, I have to say something because we are coming out of isolation, all of us in this beautiful light field. I call it ascension. You know, we're all lifting up into greater amounts of light and we have a chakra. It's actually right in our belly button called the navel chakra and it has been hidden within the sacral which is the womb chakra and now it's coming back into its own it's a transcendent chakra and I want to put a link in this in this podcast on a morning light meditation that I did around it so people can get a little more familiar with it but it is our community chakra it is that place where we open up to each other again and emotional trust and welcome each other as family Mm-hmm. As, as a family of light. And I really feel that we're being asked to come into community again. And communities are changing. I'm going to talk about spiritual community for a minute because before spiritual community was like, here's the leader and they know everything and everybody's following them. And now it's like a leader is needing to be transparent and hold a space for everyone to bring their gifts, to bring what they have to share and it is thrilling to be in a community like that where somebody is better at this somebody is better at that hey can you fill in here can you do that and this is what i love can i share this yeah please do you know it's just it's exciting to be in community where everyone is heard everyone has a place to shine i think it's really
0: important Mm. and what a beautiful question to be asked is what is your gift to share into this community because that's really empowering and you get to claim it as a contributor as a collaborator and other people come to recognize that about each of the members of the community that we start to see our strengths because oftentimes we come together and it's we're not fully known to each other we might only have one or two dimensions in our experience Mm -hmm. and you know we might know this person as a mother of two kids and someone who likes to do art class and that might be it you know so it's time to also delve into who they are and what they're what's in their heart because that makes for a beautiful community and then that in turn allows me when I'm in that space to be more present and to be more to be even more generous I think mm-hmm. no Maybe sign of Lisa. the spike
1: I <laughs> know <laughs> It's a whole different ballgame, <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I'm so, I'm so grateful to experience that in my life now because I remember the fear of just being even in music school, you know, of having this is your time now. You had to, to come and do your recital and, and show everybody what you know. It's such a different energy. It's more like, hey, let's see what you have to offer, and uh, we're all going to appreciate it yeah because it's beautiful
0: whatever it is yeah and i you know i think about around my life and i've got so many different flavours of this community that we're talking about and one of the ones that i do want to mention is the kind of formal community of artists who get together who learn together who perhaps have someone who coordinates the group and there's quite a few of them around there and i don't know if does i don't know if this happens in the music industry but as an antidote to a lot of artists spending time by themselves in their studio there are these sort of connection points and these communities of artists who maybe under the the guide of of one individual who feels motivated we come together and we learn all sorts of things you know like I was mm-hmm. reading something in one of my art communities this morning that told me about a change to Instagram and what's happening with security on Instagram you know and I, I wouldn't have left to my own devices but never have found that a million years so there's this sort of I feel like I'm swimming in a soup of knowledge and I'm connected to these hive minds of you know brilliance really because it's sort of the great the sum of the collection is much better than and much bigger than the individual Uh, Mm I just yeah I find myself really appreciating those so you know I'll give a shout out to Alice Sheridan's Connected Artists Club, because that is one of the groups I'm talking about. And it is one of the places I go to learn specific things about the life of being an artist. And I feel really appreciative that those sorts of communities are out there. And now with technology that really available and accessible from wherever you are. I love it.
1: It reminds me of what Michael does. My, my husband, he is a student of the guitar and he loves playing the guitar and he keeps perfecting his playing, you know, that's really important to him. And so he has a community of about maybe three different session players, pedal experts, you know, that he listens to. And then it melds with his other community, which are friends of band players that have been, you know, in his life for years and they all live in er- different areas now. So they get together and they're writing songs together. And he's bringing all that that he has learned from his study, and they are bringing theirs, you know, here, and they they can spend 45 minutes talking about one aspect of it. You know, it's really, it's really a beautiful thing. But all that he's learning and they're learning, they come back together and create and making some amazing music together now. It's really (laughs) wonderful.
0: Is the Wawa pedal a thing still, or is that out of date?
1: Definitely has. Um, it's dated, but from yeah. the little knowledge that I have about pedals, it was like the first uh, main voyage, right? Now it's like a huge world. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. It's Beautiful. amazing.
0: Lovely. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've covered quite a range of different communities and ways that you and I both create in those communities, from formal to informal personal stuff and then the dance between being in community and what that can do for us and then when we know we need to dance out of community and just go solo Mm -hmm. and quiet time and create space for ourselves so that's part of so important yeah it's part of being an artist I think is figuring some of that stuff out for yourself and I go to declare I don't always get the timing right and sometimes I do too much of one and not enough of the other but that's all right we're still there Beautiful. <laughs> thank you, Jen. You're, thank you, Michelle. How delightful. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We so appreciate you tuning in. And till next time, bye for now. Bye.